Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I am so happy that you're here. I am coming at you today from Santa Rosa, California. I'm currently at True North, a health and fasting center where I have checked myself in for the month of May to continue this healing journey. And it's very very congruent with everything that we talk about in this episode with Jonathan because we talk all about my healing journey in Bali and just kind of my biggest takeaways from the trip, what I gained from the trip, the emotions that I felt the most while I was there. And it was so fun to have my love interviewing me. So for everyone who doesn't know, Jonathan is my boyfriend and he was a guest on this podcast before we were even dating because we were friends long before we ever started dating. He's just an incredible soul and I think this is probably his third episode on the podcast. It's not easy to get him to come on because he's not not the type of a significant other who wants to be in the limelight of this podcast, which I totally understand. So every single time he comes on means so much to me. And this one was just great because as many of you who listen to the podcast know, I have had so many different health issues this year from autoimmune diseases to hives all over my body to parasites to fibroids. And it was completely taking over my life, specifically the chronic fatigue from autoimmune issues and I just haven't had my usual energy to interview podcast guests, especially just like this really awesome lineup of people who I have coming on soon. I have not had energy for them because I want to be so present for them. I just, it's like a dream come true to talk to them. And I can't imagine talking to them in the state that I am in right now and giving them my full heart. So the episodes wouldn't be quite what I want them to be, which is why for the time being doing some solo episodes and having people who I'm extremely comfortable with on like Jonathan is just what I need. And I know everybody listening is here for a reason and whatever that reason is, you're meant to be here and I'm meant to be sharing what I'm sharing right now. So I know that I don't have anything to worry about or anything to feel bad about with just the state that my health is in right now. Currently, I'm on a water fast and that means that I only drink water for 21 days and no food, no juices, nothing. And I'm very medically supervised. I have like four doctors a day coming in to check on me. It's it's very safe and something that I don't recommend that you try at home or that you even try at all if you don't have serious health issues like, like I have 
And um, I'm just so happy to be here. I'm so beyond grateful for this beautiful room that I'm sitting in and just getting the care that I finally need. I feel like this is really going to help me and heal me. And the healing journey never ends. It always, always goes on and on and on. And I do feel like this is just going to rock my world. And as Jonathan said to me this morning, I came into this water fast as a caterpillar and I will be coming out as a butterfly. And he also said last night, this journey that you're on will look back and we will think, wow, she healed herself. And I'm like reading the text specifically right now from him because it just meant so much. And having that type of hope and that type of just good vibe energy is what's going to heal me. So I feel really good. And in this episode, he is the host. He interviews me about my trip to Bali. We cover a lot of stuff that I didn't cover in my last Bali recap episode. More just like, how did I feel? What inspired me? What did the rice fields look and feel and sound like? And it's just, yeah, it's a really cool episode. So I hope that you enjoy. We also talk about channeling and manifesting and traveling solo, what that was like for me, what the sweet spot was of how many days it was until I was ready to come home because I was so ready to come home when I did. And now I'm gone again and I really look forward to feeling feeling better here. So there will definitely be some solo episodes from the Water Fasting Center. I'm on day two right now. By the time you guys hear this, I'll be on like day nine or something, which is crazy. Um, So wish me luck, wish me good vibes. And without further ado, I will thank our sponsor for today's episode, Sunbasket. So I love Sunbasket. If I was home right now, I would be using Sunbasket, but I'm here and I'm not eating any food at all for three weeks, which is crazy. But here's the scoop. Sunbasket delivers delicious meal kits right to your door, making healthy cooking easy and convenient for any busy lifestyle. So in this episode, we talk a lot about cooking and how I'm just so ready to incorporate a lot of that back into my life, just like I did back when I was a food blogger. And I also believe so much that mindful eating is such an essential part of self-care. So every part of our life is completely enhanced when we start eating nourishing, healthy meals. And I know it's hard for a lot of us because we run around all day. We're all over the place. And ever since I have been vegan again, it can be even harder to find like the healthiest vegan options when I don't have a ton of time. So Sunbasket offers 18 weekly recipes, including vegan, paleo, gluten-free, vegetarian, pescatarian, and more. And they're all delivered right to your door. So everything about it is just easy and convenient. You know that's what I'm all about. And um, they work with the best farms and the best suppliers to bring fresh and organic produce and responsibly raised meats and seafood to your door. It's all pre-measured and easy to prep. It's just healthy and delicious and it only takes like 30 minutes. So there's something for every single type of healthy journey and healthy preference. So I know that you will enjoy. So to get this special deal that they're offering for our audience, go to sunbasket.com slash blonde to learn more and get $35 off of your first order. That is sunbasket.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E for $35 off sunbasket.com slash blonde. And that will also be in the show notes. So now we will head into the episode. Say hello to Jonathan. You love the intro music. I do. It's good. It is. 
You guys, I am here with the most important person in my life, Jonathan Albrecht. And today he's going to interview me about Bali and we will talk all about my trip. And we will. So you're going to be the host today. And that is the first time on this podcast that I have handed over the reins to someone else. And it's because I trust you. Well, I have some fun questions, so I think you'll like them. But can we just talk about your intro one more time? Like you pick your intro and then, I mean, that becomes your intro forever. Like if it was a bad intro, then like, I mean, that would just be terrible. You're like, oh, that's, that's my intro. Like the intro music? Yeah. Absolutely. Like I think about all my favorite podcasts and it's like, you have to nail that. Yes. It has to be something that makes you feel good and gets you excited and just something that you recognize and feels good. Well, it makes me feel those ways. Me too. So Jordan, uh, we will be talking today about your recent trip to Bali. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to dive into all of it. And I wrote some questions down because I'm not good on the fly. I think you're pretty good on the fly. Well, thank you. (laughs) So should we just dive right in? Let's do it. Actually, I think first we should set the scene and tell everybody where we are and what we're doing. So we are currently in my living room. This is our last hour together before Jonathan takes me to the airport and I leave for three more weeks to do a water fast. So we decided to do a podcast because he is the best person ever. And this is what I wanted to do in my last hour with him. And I'm happy to do it for you, Bebe. (laughs) And we have Hudson here. He's roaming the apartment. He's happier than ever. He doesn't really know that his mom is about to be gone for another almost month. And that kills me. But he'll be so well taken care of, the little man. Yeah. Just smelling around. I So I put treats like all over the apartment. And then he just sniffs around and tries to find them. And he's not used to playing that game because you don't like, you've never done that <laughs> Because with I have him on a tight diet. <laughs> <laughs> so he like just scours around and I don't know. I like it. It's fun. It's fun to watch him do. I like it too. He's on a little scavenger hunt. Um, cool. Okay. I'll let you take it away. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show today. <laughs> thank you for having me, Jonathan. I've always thought you should have your own podcast. In another lifetime. Or you could just co-host this one with me sometimes. Yeah, that works too. You like how I how I said sometimes because I knew that would be the most likely option. You know me pretty well. All right. Well, um, without further ado, I wrote down some questions. The first one about your trip to Bali. So when we went to Bali together, it was an adventure. It was your first time. Mm-hmm. A lot of things were new. This time, a lot of things were familiar. And this is your, this trip was your, like your own personal experience. You know, you weren't traveling with me. You were traveling by yourself. Mm -hmm. So a lot of time with yourself. And I know that when I would talk to you almost every day, you would tell me that. More than almost every day. (laughs) You would tell me, you know, uh, there are certain things you want to bring back here. Yes. Or at least have more awareness to. So what three things, if you had to pick three, have you brought back here um, or at least brought more awareness to? That's an incredible question. I love it because I can remember sitting in the jungle with my view from the Bisma 8 Hotel and FaceTiming with you and telling you, I've learned so much about myself and there's so many things that I really want to bring back with me into my everyday life. And I remember listing them out to you and in true Jordan fashion, they were all over the place and very discombobulated and 
they were rooted in so much truth and so much heart and so much just massive realization. And I knew that I had to journal it out and draw inward if I really wanted to come clear on what these things were and bring them back with me in a way that would last so that I could truly heal. And in order to be my best self for you and for Huddy and for everyone listening. Okay. Mostly for myself. Cause I, <laughs> I already see, I already see your face, but isn't that the struggle for everybody? Like everybody listening and you, like, it's so hard to put ourselves first. So I guess in a very impromptu answer, that would be my first thing. I like that one a lot. Yeah. It's hard to put yourself first. Yeah. And that, I mean, that wasn't what I was going to say. <laughs> that was not, not, not a planned answer. But I think that's kind of what it comes down to when with everything that I learned and with spending three weeks alone in a different country on the other side of the world where I keep saying to you, it was a different day of the week. Like that's crazy. And it's really hard not to feel alone or isolated. Isolated is exactly what I was, but I also, I did that on purpose. I wanted to be, wanted to be isolated so that I could just dig deep into this crazy, amazing, beautiful mind and learn about myself. So... I think what I really learned is... Is that the second thing? To learn um, learn about yourself? I mean, I feel like those are both still number one because in order to learn about yourself, you have to ask yourself all of those different, really challenging and hard questions. Like, who am I? What do I need when I put myself first? What does that even look like? What does that mean for my daily routine and my self-care practices and the people in my life, like how much energy I'm giving to them. So it really all wraps up into one because becoming happy with myself, I had to draw inward so much. And then number two, hmm, I'm thinking about this, thinking about this as Hudson stares up at us. Subome. What up, little boy? Um, so number two, this is more along the lines of something that relates to both work and personal life because I really did a lot of digging within myself to figure out what I needed to do to have boundaries for work so that everything that I was committing to and focusing on and giving my energy to and giving love and my light too wasn't completely draining me and making me physically sick. For example, without going into too many specifics, you definitely know about a particular partnership that I said yes to that was causing me so much stress that would cause me to travel when I got back from Bali and I just was having this complete mental unraveling and I knew that I needed to put myself first. So having that reflection and that clarity about how my work life fits into my personal life and how if I say yes to all these outside things all the time, I can't say no to myself. So just coming to terms with what I can focus on and what I want to focus on was huge. And then number three... I realized that I'm a poet and that I can express myself in that way and it makes me feel incredibly good and poetry became my medicine. And my big goal with that is to bring it back to my life here because I had to get clear-headed enough for those messages to come through and also let go of what I thought I was going to write in Bali, which was so much more for my brand and for my work. So that goes back to number two as well. And yeah, poetry is number three. Well, it's, I love that. And I love when you write poetry because it's, <laughs> it's great. It's beautiful. Thank you. I um, love when you write poetry. 
Um, I was going to say that a lot of what we always wish to to do or bring back or, or practice, it's just practice and bringing awareness to it. And if a week goes by where you're not doing something, that's totally okay. Right, right. I guess back. that's another thing is if I can put a fourth to that list, taking the pressure off. It wouldn't be in Jordan form if you hadn't. <laughs> yes. If I didn't completely manipulate the numbers of the list, because if there's three, I'm always going to give four or five or six. And yeah, that's the way I roll. But taking the pressure off of ourselves is so huge. And when I finally released that pressure, I was able to be my true creative self and not the forced type of creativity that I often feel here at home. Like, oh my God, I have to write I have to sit down and I have to start writing. This has to happen. I was just in the flow and putting that pressure, taking it off of me was just so life-changing. All of it. Love that question. By the way, these answers I've, I don't, I've never heard before. We haven't had a conversation about this because the whole time she was in Bali, we would FaceTime like every day. So, you know, there wasn't like a recap when you came back because when you came back, it was like, okay, yes, she's back. It wasn't like, babe, how was your trip? Like I knew kind of what was going on each and every day. So I know, but I also want to say this for people listening who might be able to relate. When I was still in Bali and when I was coming home, I wanted so badly, so badly to come home and to tell you, to tell Jonathan everything and share everything with him. And I didn't even know how to put it into words. And it was almost frustrating, the pressure that I felt to try to find those words. And they were escaping me. It was hard. Well, it takes time sometimes. It takes time sometimes, but I didn't know what to say. Like you can't just come back from a trip and say, hey, I've changed (laughs) on the inside. It's, It's something that comes out over time and that you show people. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. I would actually recommend this for other couples who have also gone on solo journeys separately. It's a good way to reconnect. I think everyone can relate when you come back from a trip. If you're like, how's your trip? You're usually like, it was great. Like, you don't even know where to start. Like, oh, you know. Right. Like, do you want to hear everything, which would take (laughs) like six hours? Or do you want to hear the highlights and how I've changed? I find myself continuing to say to people, oh, it was so relaxing. I was just at such peace. And it's so funny because there was a lot of inner work that took place. And okay, I won't completely lie. Yes, it was relaxing. It it was relaxing. (laughs) I got a lot of massage. Yes, but it wasn't effortless. Totally. Like I've actually found it being more effortless to be here because you can drive places. There's... The comforts of Alfred Coffee and Postmates and this couch and you, you folding my laundry and <laughs> helping me with things. And when you're completely on your own in a different country, you don't have a ton of those comforts. You don't have any except for room service. Minimal air conditioning. For sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Minimal air conditioning yoga studios that are in the jungle, which in theory is beautiful and inspiring and like nothing else you'll ever experience. But in reality, it's sweaty and you're getting 100 mosquito bites per class. Yeah. I remember those bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still have some. I love the yoga barn, by the way. I love the yoga barn. Donna and Charlie, if you guys are listening, we feel like the yoga barns are a second home. Yeah. Charlie, you are a very cool guy. And I admire your life decisions and choices. And yeah, I mean, you built something incredible there. So thank you. Yeah. And for everyone listening who might not know, Charlie is one of the founders of the Yoga Barn, which is an amazing yoga studio and wellness center. They're growing. They actually have two locations now. How crazy. Mm-hmm. Because my driver took me to the wrong one. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I do have a question about the Yoga Barn, but it's down on my list, so... You'll have to just wait. Okay, so we'll get back to the yoga barn. So 
Next question. Three emotions that you felt more than any other while you were there and you can't choose love or appreciation. Okay. Well, that's good because I did feel those things, but I didn't feel them as much as usual because I was by myself. So you don't get inundated with those usual feelings of love for your significant other or your family because they're not there. So three emotions that I felt. um, I felt completely inspired every single morning. I had my routine where I would wake up, go up to the rooftop of Bisma 8, which is surrounded by the jungle on one side and the rice fields on the other side and have my coffee, which I know you don't necessarily approve of for me at at this stage in my health, which I understand. I also had some this morning. It's not that I don't approve. I just try and hold you accountable to what you (laughs) are or are not allowed to have from your doctor. I know. Okay. So I did. She'll be like, babe, I can't have coffee. And then like when she has coffee, I'm like, hey, you know, just maybe don't. Don't have as much coffee. Yeah, or I'll put it in our shopping cart at Erwan and he will take it out and put it back. And I'll be like, that's sad. I don't but think I've ever done that. No, you have. With the chameleon cold brew. I'm oh, glad like, no, I'm glad right. you do it. Yeah. Uh, I I mean that was a long time ago. Okay, well, I remember. <laughs> okay, so anyways, coffee tangent. I would wake up, have my coffee overlooking the jungle and the rice fields and journal. And my journaling would usually turn into either poetry or channeling, channeling my teacher can, who can passed you, away. Can you paint the picture a little more of you getting your coffee and then walking out on the rice fields because you've sent me photos and it's just incredible. But I mean, I just want to like go there with you. For sure. So the rice field photos that I sent you were taken at Trinity Gardens, which is up like a 15 minute walk up into the rice fields. So the only thing that you can see for miles is this just rolling, lush, green, beautiful field of, well, I guess it's grass or rice paddy fields. I guess grass. Mm -hmm. Rice paddy grass. Rice paddy grass. And it's so quiet out there. The only noise are the dragonflies and the butterflies, like you can hear, you can hear their wings flapping. That's cool. And um, do they look like like the orange and black ones, like we see, or are they different? They're colors? all colors. I saw a lot of blue ones, which makes me really happy because my grandmother always says that she comes to me in blue butterflies, so that made me happy. Also, yellow butterflies, just all different kinds of beautiful butterflies and insects, and. Um, Yeah, dragonflies, like I said. So literally, the only thing that you can hear is the sounds of the jungle. And all around you for miles and miles are the rice paddies. And it would be almost impossible not to get into the most creative, inspired headspace that you've ever been in in your life, which is definitely my experience. So inspired would be the top emotion that I felt, it would be so hard not to feel it, especially in the mornings, just because I had that routine with my coffee and my journal and overlooking just the gorgeousness. And I would just be fresh from waking up. And I was waking up so early there in the rice field. So I felt like such a morning person. In other ways, I'm not as much of a morning person, especially as you are. We know this to be true. Uh, Jonathan's a good cat dad. He just <laughs> he just ran over to give Huddy more food. So just to interrupt this conversation very briefly, I want to thank our second sponsor for today's episode, Thrive Market. 
So if you're not aware of the incredible deal that Thrive Market has offered to all of you to get $60 worth of completely free groceries, free shipping, and a free 30-day trial on their website, then head to thrivemarket.com slash blonde. That is thrivemarket.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E, which will also be in the show notes. And, um, you will fall in love because not only will you get $60 worth of completely free groceries, but you will also be introduced to this lovely website where everything is 25 to 50% off any other retail price that you would find at any grocery store or wherever you do your shopping for groceries and home goods because they go directly to the brand. There's no middleman, so they don't have to raise the prices unnecessarily. Everything's very, very fair and very affordable while also remaining very premium. So I've walked you guys through a lot of my favorite of Thrive's products. But today I want to introduce you to some new ones, especially if you've been listening for a while, you already know that I love Four Sigmatic and Cocoa Kind Skincare and Bragg's Nutritional Yeast and all that good stuff. So let me tell you some other things that I've recently found on Thrive that I love. So with Thrive, I, or actually just with life, I have been really, really into raw food lately. So I just searched raw food in Thrive Market and they happen to have my favorite raw brand, which is called Go Raw. They have these incredible like cookies and coconut crisps. Everything's completely raw. So it's from the earth. It's so good for you. Plant-based, it will fuel you. They also have raw live chocolate from Go Raw. And since I'm doing a water fast right now, I can't even tell you how much I look forward to having chocolate when I'm done with this. I am such a chocolate freak. They have organic raw cashews, which I'm all about because the cheese dip recipe that Jonathan and I talk about in this episode, we happen to use the raw cashews from Thrive Market because I can trust them. They're organic. They're raw so that there's nothing that has been processed. There's no salt added or oil or anything. There's also all types of raw nuts. So if you're not a cashew person, they have raw Brazil nuts, raw almonds, etc. And I could go on and on. If you have dogs, they have raw dog food. So cool. So yes, you guys will so enjoy. And if you're not into raw food, they have tons of other stuff. So head over to thrivemarket.com slash blonde to get your $60 worth of free groceries, free shipping, and a free 30-day trial to their website. So let's move on to my second emotion. My second emotion of the trip would be, hmm, I was very introspective. I didn't have anyone to talk to. Like I talked to... I'm back. I talked to... Yes. Welcome back. I talked to you guys at home, like when you were awake, which would be for like the first two hours of my day and then the last couple hours of my day. Um... So I would talk to you every day. I would talk to my mom every day. I talked to Rachel every day. But like most people, I think just kind of kept a distance because they knew that I was just on thank this you. solo journey. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, everybody. I know, except Rachel. No, I talked to Rachel a ton. Um, it was also a little easier to talk to her because of the East Coast timing versus the West Coast. But um, like Jordan Dorso, for example... I texted him like halfway through the trip and he was like, oh my God, I didn't even know you had your phone. So it was kind of nice to just be just off on introspection land. And with all of that introspection, I... So this is this is new information for you. I did some very deep work in letting go of certain things in my past, certain situations like past relationships that were really traumatizing and really hurtful and being a highly sensitive person, things that I didn't really ever let go of before. Well, even my teacher passing away. Yeah. I finally like felt, felt the implications 
of her not being alive anymore. And, and like my high school relationship, which is just so embedded inside of me in many ways. I wrote poems about it and through writing poems, I was able to let go and channel so much of that pain and everything I've been through into writing. And it really made me feel so much better. Like being able to turn your words into something, turn your pain rather into something that actually turns out really beautiful on the page, feels so good. So yeah, introspective would be a huge feeling. I love it. And the third emotion would be like childlike wonder because everything was new. Like, yes, we've been to Ubud before. We were there together for like three days, which was nothing compared to... like way more. It definitely did. Well, we were actually there for four days. We were at the Hanging Gardens for two days and the Goya for two days. Four days. Yeah, but we did experience so much. We had like 17 meals at just Clear Cafe. We literally did. And imagine how many I had this time. 45,000. So, but I also discovered new restaurants, which for people like me and you, me and Jonathan, we find a place that we love and we never abandon it. We go all the time in LA, it's Erewhon. In Bali, it's Clear Cafe. And it was really hard for me this time around to not go to Clear Cafe for every meal because there were so many places that looked good that people were telling me to try. So I tried a bunch of new places and everything was new and exciting. And even seeing were people- Were any just like, yep, not going back there. You don't have to say the names. Uh, well, you know me, I do so much research on every single menu that I almost make it impossible for it to be a bad choice because that would just be devastating to somebody who loves food as much as I do. But there was one and I will say the place, not because it's not good, because I actually think it's incredible. I just had like a bad reaction to the food. It's called Seeds of Life. It's completely raw vegan. It's only about a street over from Clear Cafe. So it was really close to where I was staying and easy to get to. And um, I had a raw gnocchi, which was so delicious. It was made of like cauliflower and herbs and um, monk fruit. And the thing that made the cheese blue was spirulina and all this Mm, other stuff. Sea sludge. Sea sludge, (laughs) ocean sludge. Ocean sludge. But I felt- That's what I like to call Yes. Spirulina, by the way. Exactly. Like my $20 smoothies from Erewhon. But I felt so sick afterwards. And I think it's just because, you know, that happens with raw food sometimes and a sensitive system. When you mix a bunch of herbs and seeds and nuts, you can sometimes have a bad reaction, but it was still a good restaurant. So- Love it. Next question, my love. I like your your three. Um, Should we recap them? Yeah. Inspired, reflective, mm-hmm. introspective, and childlike wonder. Childlike wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you didn't think that was an emotion, now you know. Yeah. You can feel that. I, I do. Sometimes. You do. You feel it more than most people I know. I see you feel it. Because Jonathan's one of those people, you guys, who can... I think he has the gift of being able to see through someone else's eyes. So he can see through the eyes of a child. And he can see through the eyes of a cat and a dog. And I think that through those lenses, you can experience childlike wonder. Okay, well, I have a lot to say about you because I'm obsessed with you. I'll I'll let you continue hosting because you're a fabulous host. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right. Next one. Close your eyes. Think about when you were in Bali, what was the one memory that comes to you over any during your stay there? What one memory comes to mind first over any? Go. You should have already had it. I do. 
I was just going to not say it because I've talked about it already, but it was by far the most memorable thing that happened on this whole trip. And the coolest, most insane thing is when I channeled my teacher who passed away. She came to me when I was sitting at Bisma 8 on the rooftop overlooking the rice fields and the jungle. And she just popped into my head. And it completely, I heard, I heard her voice. She started telling me things and it really just kind of rocked my world and challenged everything that I thought about what happens when we die and where we go when we die. And she only died last summer. So I wasn't sure if her soul was ready to connect. And the fact that it was just blew my mind. And, um, just the clarity with which she spoke to me was insane and came, came to me through poetry and through what she was saying to me. And it just made me feel so at peace. And, um, she had a lot of different things to share with me. So the experience was something that I'll never forget and that I want to continue so much. What were some of the things she said? She said, um, well, for people who have listened to my solo podcast, they might know some of this stuff, but she said that she was sending me messages in the form of Broadway music and in the form of um, different writers. Like I started thinking about Edgar Allan Poe, the author, like a couple days before that. And I was on this quest for his books, which... I couldn't find at any bookstore in Bali, but I'm going to order them now that I'm home. And it was just this huge intuitive sense of, I have to read Edgar Allan Poe. He's going to inspire me. Maybe he'll be an expander in terms of poets because I've never been that into poetry. Like I read a lot of modern poetry, as you know, but not like the classic poets. So I started thinking like, why Edgar, why is Edgar Allan Poe like inundating my head? Because his name is really cool. It is. So she told me like, I put that name in your head. Like I'm sharing this with you because he's what you need to read in order to like go down this poetry path. And he's going to be extremely inspiring to you. And, um, be an expander to you in this work. So that was a really huge deal. And so she gave me like specific names of books of his and poems that I should read. And I looked for them all over Bali, but of course I couldn't find them. So I was going to order them when I got home, which I still have to do. But it was significant because she was a literary genius, like an absolute literary master. And she was the first person to really instill in me that I could be a writer and that I was a writer inherently. And that was the path for me. So she was coming back to tell me what type of frequency I had to be in in order to channel what I, what I needed to channel, the vibration that I needed to channel in order to write these poems and just anything else that would make me happy to be in this high vibrational state. And she also told me that I have always been such a light for my whole entire life and that she always saw that in me and that she, that she's always been a very spiritual person. So that was just all so significant to me. And it's crazy because she started working at my school when she was very, very young. And she taught there for 38 years, like up until the day she died. She didn't have kids. She wasn't married. So a lot of the students at our school were incredibly close to her. And of all the people who have been affected by her death, she came to tell me that I was one of the most crushed and it was affecting my life so negatively. And she didn't want that for me. She wanted to set me free. So she set me free. It's what she did. Well, I'm glad she did. Me too. That was the best memory. I love that, Peppa. Okay. Last question. Okay. You just brought back an awesome book from, I think, The Yoga Barn, right? Which one? It's a raw recipe book. From Alchemy. From Alchemy. Mm -hmm. What are some things we will be making when you get back? Oh, 
That is such a good question. Um, So for everybody listening, I got very inspired in Bali to pursue the avenue of a raw food chef because there's raw restaurants and cafes all over Bali and raw chef certifications. And um, since I started my business as a vegan food blogger and then really ditched all of that whole side of me because that's what I do. I try things on and then I just leave them in the dust. Um, I've been really yearning to come back to that. It's, it's just a part of me that still lives really deep inside of me. So I still love healthy cooking. I want to bring it back into my life in a big way. So the other night we made a raw cheddar cheese dip. And tell everybody what you say about raw vegan food and like calling it cheddar cheese and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just weird um, because then you associate cheddar cheese when you're eating it. And it doesn't like taste exactly like cheese for somebody who's not into the raw vegan flavors. Yeah, just like make up, like be creative, like make up a name. You know? For sure. But I think it does t- have a cheesy taste, especially because of the nutritional yeast. I'm just saying you can name it anything. Yeah, like, which is if, fun. What if it was named like Zizuzuza? And you're like, oh, what was that? Oh, I made Zizuzuza. I don't think as many people would make it because... Dude, that is a cool name. Okay. I'd be like, what is Zizuzuza? But when we looked through the cookbook, you're like, oh, raw cheddar cheese dip. Let's make that. So I think for people like you... And, and people like me, I mean, tons of people. I think that having those associ- associations is helpful sometimes. Yes. So um, we'll definitely be making that raw cheddar cheese dip a ton. And I know everybody listening will be interested in the recipe. So I can't give you like exact measurements because... I don't know, but there's... We kind of winged it. Yeah, there's cashews, there's red bell pepper, there is turmeric, nutritional yeast, lemon juice, tahini, which I... That was my addition, and um, mustard seed. So, yeah, you blend it all up. It tastes insanely good. I dipped carrots in it. Jonathan dipped his favorite coconut chips which I think we should really get this show sponsored by because those coconut chips are insane. I feel like we discovered them and now they're getting really popular. They are. It's called the real coconut, right? It is. Okay. If you're listening, the real coconut and Daniela Hunter, who started it. I've been saying since we discovered the chips at PC Greens on in Malibu. Yeah, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, I had just, I was training for, for Ironman Arizona we were, you met me there and we got food and I picked those up and I was like, oh my God, these are crazy. And I was like, you should have this girl on your podcast. And Jordan in true form was like, oh yeah, like, of course. <laughs> um, and then, and then I did and nothing then that about was, it. That was the end of the conversation. And then we started seeing the chips at Whole Foods and then Air One and they were everywhere. And I was like, Dude, I told you. I know. And you got them that day and I don't eat chips. It's just like I have a lot of food things and I just don't eat chips. And I started, I just tasted one and I was like, whoa, I think I can actually eat these. And ever since I've been eating a ton of them. Not as many as you. Jonathan can crush a bag in one sitting. The bags are pretty big. They're so good. So... We dipped those in the raw cheddar cheese and we'll also make, I want to, so I want to get a dehydrator and I want to start making really cool things like raw pizzas and raw chips. Um, There's this really cool recipe for raw nachos, which I ate so much of at Alchemy, which is like raw corn chips with the cheddar cheese. Raw. See, I hear raw nachos and I do get excited about that. Yeah. So we'll make raw nachos. I just have to get a dehydrator. So we'll do that when I get back. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't either. So can I ask you a question? Um, yes. Okay. So I was gone for three weeks and I would have to imagine being home and having your girlfriend be in a different country for a long time, you probably worked through some specific things too 
and you had a lot of time to be introspective and dig deep within yourself and figure different things out. So my question is, what was that like for you? And did you discover anything about yourself that you didn't already know? Hmm. I do what I always do and I just bury myself in my work. And then when I'm not working, I was playing with Hudson or FaceTiming with you. And then when I was not doing that, I was going to bed um, and then waking up and doing it all over again. So I, I think that when you just get used to a rhythm like that, if that's your de- that that was my default, um, replace Hudson or FaceTiming with going to the gym or, you know, just cooking and going to bed or whatever it was. But for me, that just becomes the default, the routine. I think when you, when I was in that new default mode, not having you, it definitely made me miss and appreciate you. I'd say more so when you came back, it was like the, like the little things, the things you don't even don't even think of just were magnified or, you know, you just, you see with more clarity. Like what? Just like touching my forehead against your forehead. Um, how much that relaxes me. And just when you like, I mean, almost all physical touch, like when you just hug me and you bury your head into my, my shoulder. But it was nice in a lot of ways, you being gone. Um, I too was feeling creative and I would write you and I knew you'd be sleeping when I'd be up or vice versa because of the time change. So I would find myself writing you more often than I usually do. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it. I don't want you ever going away that that long yeah. and far again. So I love that. I will say... I had such a deep desire inside of me to travel by myself and to have this solo journey and really work on myself so that I I can be better for everyone around me and myself. But I got that out of my system. Like that really did it for me. Three weeks is a long time. And before I left, my sister said, two weeks is doable. Like, she could she could understand two weeks away from you, two weeks away from Hudson, two weeks away from my life, but three weeks was too much. That's what she said. And I was like, that's weird because that's like a seven day difference. So what are you talking about? And I just kind of wrote her off. It's like, you know, this would be too much for her. She has kids, totally different story. But after having done it, I see exactly what she was talking about. And I would say two weeks might not have been enough to really reap the benefits of like becoming lonely and having this fierce appreciation for the people in my life and for not having to be lonely when I get home. Becoming really lonely, like the hours when everyone in the US was asleep was hard for me. And to get to that point was incredible because before that, as you know, I like didn't want to be around anybody. And I continued to because I love my friends and you and your family and my family. But it was very hard for me because I was just like, my skin's on fire, my brain's on fire, and I like want to be alone. So to get to that point was huge. And I pushed the threshold and I don't want to go to another country without you for a long time or, or ever again, unless I'm like leading a retreat and with other people and just like having, having some kind of connective experience with people. But I don't want to, I don't want to go to a different country alone again for a while. Good. Or ever. (laughs) Um, But I think it's something that everyone should do. So 18 days is like the sweet spot. Yeah, because 21 was a lot. and 14 is too little, two days of like acclimation. Yeah, because I remember when I got to 14, I was like, this this is kind of enough. I could go home and feel satiated by this trip, but I'm glad I have more time. 
And then I got to like 18 days and I was like, okay, this is the countdown. I want to see Jonathan. (laughs) I want to see Hudson. Like craving touching Hudson's fur was like killing me. And I mean, I told my mom this, it's different because I was able to FaceTime with you every day and like really connect with you. But I can't talk to Hudson. Like we FaceTimed, but I felt like I I don't get the same satisfaction from just like looking at him as I do from having like super heartfelt conversations with you. So I was having this like, you know, I was having nightmares about like horrible things related to Hudson because it's just this subconscious mom instinct. Like whether you're a mom mom or an animal mom, we have an instinct and it's it's painful to feel like you're just gone from them. So that was hard. That was really hard. I mean, I wouldn't recommend naming leaving an animal for more than 18 days. It's really painful. And then, yeah, I think now, and especially acclimating back this week was really weird. It wasn't, it was not how I wanted it to be. And it wasn't how I planned it. I planned like, I took three weeks to myself. I'm going to come back and be this light being to everybody around me. And I'm just gonna like make Jonathan feel extremely special. I'm going to make all my friends feel extremely special. I'm just going to have no worries and just be this person that I built myself up to be. And then I got home. Obviously I was jet lagged, had insomnia, got hit with feeling terrible thanks to whatever is happening with my health, which we'll find out soon and couldn't really be that for for anybody the way that I want it to be. And I think, again, trying to take the pressure off, like just because it's my first week back doesn't mean I have to prove to the world that I'm this changed person because I'm not, I'm just me and I'm just on this journey. And that was a part of the journey. And I think what happens after is almost more important and more, that's when the real change happens. I don't think any change really happened while I was gone, but now now it's getting the chance to integrate. Yeah. Well, speaking of the next chapter and time and countdown, (laughs) we need to bounce. We need to go to the airport because I don't want to miss my flight to Sacramento. Oh my God, it's already one o'clock. Yeah. What the... What the cuss? So, hey, thank you everybody for enjoying this podcast. It has been awesome. Thank you, Jonathan, for hosting. You're an amazing host. I really, really enjoy having you host. Makes my life real fun, real easy. So this was great. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll do an outro so I can talk more, but we got to go to the airport. Thanks, everybody. Bye. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode with my love. I love to give you a little sneak peek into our relationship. And I honestly just feel so lucky to have such a supportive person in my life with how much I've been gone lately. And just in general, no matter what's going on, whether things are great, whether things are awful, because I feel so sick. Jonathan's just there for me and him doing this podcast is a prime example of that. And if you're listening and you're not in a relationship and you want to be in a relationship, my hope is always that sharing the love that we have and sharing the connection that we have via the podcast, the blog, everything else will inspire you to know that the right person is out there for you. You might even already know them the way that Jonathan and I did when we were friends first and just know that the right person is coming for you and you deserve it. And I went through a lot of heartache and a lot of relationships that were completely so wrong for me before I ended up with him. So I love having him on. 
I love just sharing with you guys and actually having a different host on this podcast. That was cool. Got to answer the question. So I want to thank again our sponsors, Sunbasket and Thrive Market. You can go to sunbasket.com slash blonde and thrivemarket.com slash blonde to get some amazing deals. And if you have not joined our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook, then just search Facebook for Soul on Fire Podcast Tribe to join our growing group of women and men from all over the world who just connect on all this like-minded, spiritual, awesome, healthy stuff. And um, beyond the Facebook group, if you feel inspired to rate and review this podcast, then send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com and I will send you my blogging tips and tricks document that I send to everybody who takes the time to rate and review the podcast because I know it takes a couple minutes. So thank you so much. Whether you rate and review, whatever you do, thank you for just being here. It means the world. I love you guys. And I'm sending love from Northern California from my little medical center bed. <laughs> I'm recording this. I love you guys. Talk soon.